so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can fuck themselves. Don't fuck themselves. This is a shot of all vegans. Hey everyone, thank you for being here. You know, today it uh, looks like we're going to have some snow and I'm driving to Salt Lake City today. But before I drive to Salt Lake City, we're going to have a little bit of a pre-shift. I think it's necessary. I've got my compression socks on so that I don't have thrombosis by the end of my eight-hour drive. Apparently, as you get older, your blood pools in your legs more on long journeys. So somebody, um, our, our colleague, one, my Justina, my colleague here, bought us some, well, she bought me some fucking... <laughs> some compression socks. So we're going to be wearing some compression socks on the way to Salt Lake City today. And the cl the question for the day is, do you know any vegan restaurants between Boulder and Salt Lake City? Because I'd like to stop somewhere in between and have a vegan restaurant. Do you know any place between Boulder and Salt Lake City where I might be able to grab a, de a decent meal that isn't at a carny house, a, a house of carnal, carnal house with... Um, with with bloody with bloody scraps around it. Can I can I walk into a place that it doesn't smell like death? That's what I want. Is there a vegan restaurant between here and Salt Lake City? If you know one, please put it in the chat or email me anything you can. It's Friday. Can you believe it? We made it a whole another week. I can't believe it. We're still doing this. Terribly um terribly excited to to bring on hopefully a guest will come on today. Might have a surprise guest today. I don't know. Mm. These carny tears are so good this morning. Friday carny tears are the best. So yesterday um, at Boulder, it was freezing cold, and I was woefully underprepared for the weather. But we were on CU Boulder's campus and doing our virtual reality outreach. It was very exciting. I, I, I like it. I, I, I love that people go in. first few women who uh, did the experience, they were saying, like, everyone has to do this. How are people not aware of this? How are we doing this? This happens on our campus? And it was so moving because people are shocked, and rightfully so, that what's happening right under their noses. And it feels so much like when you go vegan, you're like, wait a second, all you assholes knew about this? All of you knew and you never told me? All this time, something else was going, what I believed to be true wasn't true. And in fact, you were taking my money and murdering people with it? That's what you were doing? And so... I feel so connected when people have these epiphanies uh, through this simple VR experience. I, I love it. And of course, I'm not talking about veganism. I'm talking about vivisection. But I feel like if you're against experimenting on dogs, cats, monkeys, and abusing animals, as we know, you're either vegan or you're an animal abuser. There's no in between. You're paying for animals to be stabbed in the throat, tortured, shot in the head. We all know this, but they don't know it yet. And it's friggin' amazing sometimes to have uh, that experience with them, and uh, I feel honored by it. Uh, Luke 
uh, vegan knave came by, uh, Lauren from one of the from the animal rights organizations and activism that's happening in Denver. She came by. Uh, Brent, who's also a, a vegan activist, came by yesterday, and that was really cool to have the activist community come out. Afterwards, um, we have the Animal Legal Defense Fund on campus at Boulder, and afterwards we took them out to dinner at Metaburger. Metaburger. Um, Ingrid Newkirk said it was like her best, her favorite burger, vegan burger. So we went to Meta Burger and I had the vegan cheesesteak. It was friggin' great. Um, I'll, I'll put it, made a little video about that. And we had a really refreshing conversation because, like, talking with someone in law school about this stuff and talking about the difference between, you know, <laughs> talking about deontology and philosophy and law all at the same time is really exciting to me and, and rewarding because like, I don't get to talk like that very often with people. I mean, I probably more than most, honestly, because I, I have this show and stuff, but I don't know. It was really great. Uh, Mason was his name and we, we hung out at, we hung out there and we had, conversation with them but there was a few of us some activists and some students who all were talking about like big ideas and also about small ones like like cosmic septic and vegan games and consequentialism and all of that and sometimes that's insider baseball but i really um i really enjoyed having those conversations last night i find them completely refreshing and rewarding jonesy lafay says if you are going through Vernal, Utah, there is a Thai restaurant called Lemongrass Thai that is so good. Not all vegan. All right, that's a that's a that's a good option. I'll put it on the I'll put it on the maybe list. I'm trying to find vegan dishes, vegan. Not sorry, the vegan restaurant. Okay, so but Vernal, Utah. Okay, I got it in the thinker. I got it in the old thinker. Of course, you can get dishes with tofu just ask for no fish sauce oh see this is what i don't want i don't want to have to deal with like because i get anxiety around it because these i don't trust restaurants if i go in i'm like no fish sauce please i don't believe them i don't believe they're not going to do it and then i'm going to be sick i'll get sick because they put fucking fish sauce on my pad thai you know what i'm saying luke is making some great stuff he really is um luke is really doing some good work and he did the VR experience, and he came out. And he's like, "Whoa, that is actually pretty powerful," and it is. I think it's it works. Did I check Happy Cow? Um, I can check Happy Cow, but the problem is, I would know. I would have to know which town to stop in. So I would have to like check every town along the way. And so Happy Cow isn't doing it like along my journey. And Google only gives me like within a. 100 mile radius or something i need four hours outside of like, we're gonna drive for at least at least eight hours today and so i want to have something somewhere in midday so like three and a half four hours from here that is a vegan restaurant that's what i want to try to accomplish today maybe my vffs can help me if you can help me i'd be glad wolf losher christina hallway losher skyjack now presenting is today about to take an eight-hour journey from Boulder, Salt Lake City. Do you know a vegan restaurant on the way? Thank you for thank you for tagging some people. I appreciate you, Paul. All the way from Galway, Galway. I've learned how to say Galway. Caution with some Asian restaurants as they think oyster sauce and chicken broth is vegetarian. Exactly, Vinamonian. I can't stand. I can't. I can't deal with that type of that type of stress. I can't. I don't like it. I don't like the idea that someone's. I don't trust the carnies to prepare my food. I don't trust carnies. To do my taxes i don't trust carnies i don't trust carnies to do anything if you can pay someone else to rape an animal and slit her throat then i don't trust you i, I cannot trust you 
That goes for vegetarians too, you sons of bitches. You people were part of the problem. That's something been interesting too. I keep on meeting vegetarians that are like, oh, I um, I'm vegetarian. And I'm like, all right, well, uh, you know that every dairy cow is a hamburger cow. So every dairy cow becomes a hamburger. So if you're vegetarian, do you think you're part of the solution? No, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. It's on a USA tour. I am on a USA tour. I'm currently on a USA tour. I'm going to Cal. I'm going to Salt Lake City tomorrow. I'll be there for like, I think seven days, and then on my way to California. Here I come, right back where I started from. <laughs> That's the song. That's the song of, of California. California. Here I come, right back where I started from. The word of the day is a, such a good word because I am a shill for vegans. I am a vegan shill. Shill is an informal word that is used disapprovingly to mean to talk about or describe someone or something in a favorable way for pay. It is usually paired for with for. So it's funny because the word shill has changed. It used to be really negative and now it's quite positive because people shill for NFT projects. People shill for things that they believe in. And it used to be a shill is someone who's just paid. And I think it's we it's a weird word now because we say if someone's just a shill, they're just a paid piece of shit from the meat lobby. But you could be shilling. I feel like if you use it as a verb, it's almost a good thing. But if you use it as a noun, it's a slur against people who are horrible. I think that's what shill means. Let me know what you think. Shill. It's very common to see influencers shilling for different brands on their social media accounts. The NFT market isn't so hot today in Bloomberg that the JPG, J, JPEG NFT index was down more than 30% since its launch in April. You know, I'm a fan of NFTs, but... We'll leave that for another time. Most of the celebs who had shilled for NFTs have gone back to promoting an upcoming project or appear to be on vacation. <laughs> How do you feel about NFTs? You still excited? I am. I'm still excited about blockchain technology. I think they won't call them NFTs for long. They'll be called something else, but they're here to stay. You can't get rid of them. Pretty soon your passport will be an NFT. Your plane tickets will be an NFT. You just won't call them that. You'll be like, it's a plane ticket. It's not a ticket. It's an NFT. We're just using the technology and calling it something else that's definitely going to pack. <laughs> is shilling an old currency? <laughs> Not in America, but in Austria, shilling was an old currency. We used to call shillings shillings in in, um, in parts of England and in Austria, shilling was um, was a currency. That's true. Yeah. Speaking of NFT, you haven't seen Jess in a while. Jess is going to come on the show. I just haven't been doing nighttime shows, but Jess is going to be coming on as soon as I can get him on. Probably next week, early next week, um, he'll be on the show. I've, I've, I've coaxed him into waking up early and coming on the morning show. Not everyone's willing to wake up early. I'm willing to wake up early for veganism, for the aminals and for you. Same for the German translations. The verb is not negative. The noun kind of is. Yeah, I think that's the same kind of thing for, uh, for, um, for English. Did you know the action at the heart of the verb shill promoting someone or something or for pay is not on its face unseemly? After all, that is what marketeers, marketeers and public relations firms do. When someone is said to be shilling for something or someone, there's a distinct note of disapproval and often the implication that the act is somehow corrupt or dishonest or that the product or person being promoted is not to be trusted. <gasps> that used to be a thing. I don't think that's true anymore. It's, this connotation is actually the word birthright. Um, 1900s, the word the noun shill referred to a type of con artist 
specifically one who aided others in their efforts to part people from their money. Well, yeah, duh. For example, a shill might be paid to fake a big win at a casino to make a game look easily winnable. Yeah, that's a shill. That's true. That's true. That's a... Because there's the inside man works for it's, but it, a shill could be like an inside man too. But whatever, appearing around the same time as the noun, show it applying to the kinds of cons shills did. But the term eventually came to be used in cases when someone was simply promoting someone or something, perhaps fitting for a word with a criminal past. Shill has a mysterious origin. It's thought to be a shortened form of the older synonymous term shillaber, but the etymological trail goes cold there. A shillaber. What is a shillaber, huh? I don't even know. Uh, what is a shillaber? <laughs> a shillaber? I don't even know what that is. But anyway, so shill. What do you guys think? Can you shill for veganism? Am I a vegan shill? It's funny because I think it can be used both ways as a positive or a negative. But whatever. I think it's a, it's a fun word that I can use in my activism. I can use it as positive or negative and as, you know, depending on context. And I think that's really fun. Yeah, cool. I think that shill. Yeah, don't be don't be a shill for the meat industry. Be a shill for veganism. Ooh, in Europe the clocks go back this Sunday morning. Wow, but not in the U.S. No, I don't know. I can't remember. Ours is in November sometime that our clocks will go back, fall back, but um, not yet. Soon, soon it will happen. But it'll happen. I think after my after my tour is over, I'll be back. I'm really hoping to get on the Hell on Wheels tour. The Hell on Wheels tour is a tour where you drive this chicken truck around and the chicken truck is like playing all of these loud noises about how um, chickens are being slaughtered and how horrible it all is. And then you park it in different like really populous areas with lots of food, with lots of foot traffic and try to get, it's like a provocateur art piece. And I'm really excited. I want to try to do that so badly. I really want to get on the Hell on Wheels tour. So um, that's my next, hopefully, cross my fingers, hope to die, stick a finger in my eye. I'm hoping that I will be able to get my, um, get on that, that Hell on Wheels tour. What do you think? Should be fun. I think it should be really fun. We may move in different sequels because I have only seen Shill use a cinnamon to sell out. Well, it definitely changed with blockchain. People started saying, like, I'm trying to shill for bored apes or something like that. And so it's just like pumping up a project that you believe in. And so shill is definitely mostly negative, but the internet culture has changed that. Like a lot of words, they change that word for different, you know, for different meanings. They just trade words. The opposite is true of that word. You know, that happens a lot. Hell on Wheels, LOL. That's a song by Cher. Yeah, I know. I think it'd be amazing to have Hell on Wheels. Maybe I'll learn it how to play it on guitar and I'll play it and I'll, and I'll travel to America with the Hell on Wheels tour. I think that would be super cool. I want to, I'm hopefully going to have a meeting with um, the person at PETA who organizes that tour because that's my next one. I want to do that one next. I only got a few tours left in me. I'm getting old, guys. I can't do this forever. So I want to try to get into as many tours as I can before I'm, before I'm dead. Yeah. Hope that helps. What do you mean, vitamin? I don't see anything. I just see hopes that I just see hope that helps. I don't know what you're trying to say. You gotta get yourself some roller skates. <laughs> roller skates with red wheels. 
Um, I always think of Hell on Wheels as also like a uh, a motorcycle thing, you know. But Hell's Ange- Hell's Angels on Wheels, you know, that's a, a whole thing. That's a movie. If you if you care about it, you know, it's a movie. You know what I mean. I think that what's interesting today is that oh wait, it's national. What what day is today? It's national. Um, I think it's it's national. Let's see. I forget now. I, I looked at this. Oh, it's National Frankenstein Day. The first, the last Friday in October is National Frankenstein Day. Frankenstein, of course, is a book written by Mary Shelley over a weekend where she and Percy Bissy Shelley and Lord Byron all got together and wanted to write a horror novel. She ended up being the only one who wrote a good one. And all the famous male poets, they wrote shit. So, but I think, I think Percy Bissy Shelley wrote Osmandius during that time. Anyway, they um, really did a number on uh, poor Mary <laughs> Walshencraft, but she uh, she went down to history as the author of Frankenstein and wrote this incredible book about the uh, uh, the the unbridled what, what happens when uh, when you're when you're uh, when you're uh, what do you call it your ambition your unbridled ambition takes over and what the the the, the fact that a human wants to be accepted so much that they're willing to do anything. I really, it's really a wonderful book. The movies never do it, do it justice, but Frankenstein, Frankenstein's a good monster. Frankenstein's monster, Dr. Victor Frankenstein. You can watch young Frankenstein today if you don't want to know about Mary Shelley, but it's also national black cats day. Everyone loves black cats, right? Don't you love black cats? Little witchy cats. They're so cute. It's also National American Beer Day. And I think National American Beer. I love American beer. So I think I'll be having I think I'll be having one tonight. I didn't have one yesterday. I've been going to the gym in the morning. I'm waking up really early and going to the the, uh, the hotel gym trying to get my routine back because it's so difficult when you're on the road. So now I'm just forcing myself to wake up, go to the gym, do the do the uh, elliptical, lift some weights, just get my blood going in the morning, and I think it's doing me good. Don't you feel like I have more energy these last few days? National Civics Day is also today, and um, National Civics Day is, talks about the importance of civic education all across America. The observance also commemorates the date of the Federalist Papers were first published. You know, the Federalist Papers, yeah, written by Alexander Hammond and James Madison, eighty-five essays. Uh, about the federalism and why it's so important to be to have a, a country. I don't think that civics uh, is <laughs> governments at every level are not self-sufficient organisms. That's exactly right. Governments at every level are not self-sufficient organisms. You have to do something about it. If you're not going to be turned on to politics, politics will turn on you. I know that there's probably lots of little anarchists out there, but the truth is we didn't we didn't invent this government. We inherited it. And if you're not going to take part, if you're not going to do something, then you'll just you'll just be subject to its whims. That's it. Streamlined you don't know. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I didn't see it. Thank you so much, Minawinian. I didn't see it, but I appreciate you. I'd love a veganese Logan collab. Logan Brown or Jamie Logan? Jamie Logan or Logan Brown? Uh, did you really tell Jamie Logan about me and that thing? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did tell her. No, I told her 100%. I was telling her how funny it was, and she was laughing. I said, you know, it's mildly offensive, but I think I think he did a really good job. It was very funny. 
and I told her about it. Yeah, 100% I did. Should I, should I email her the... Uh, I can't remember which which episode you did that in now, but uh, I can send it to her if you'd like. I'll, I'll I'll DM it to her if you want, AJ. I'll be happy uh, to do that for you if you'd like. Armando. I don't love cats. You don't have to love cats to not want to murder them, right? I don't love them either, but I think they're cute. They're very cute, and it's Black Cat Day, so, you know. <laughs> a veganese logan collab she'd probably do it she's so fun she'd probably do it i think she'd do it i think she'd do it today in history uh we have a lot of cool things that happened of course constantine the great is said to have his famous vision of the cross constantine so constantine the great if you don't know was the first christian roman emperor the first Christian Emperor of Rome, Constantine. They put his face on a bunch of coins. It was a very big deal because the Roman Empire was the one that, you know, killed Jesus. But he had a vision of the cross and he became Christian and decided that the entire Roman the Roman Empire had to be Christian too. That's the thing about Christians. They always want everyone else to do it. So he did it. Um, today, the uh, Black Saturday Cuban Missile Crisis yeah, it's pretty nuts. This is the this launch site of the nuclear weapons in Cuba, but a spy plane is shot down and the Navy drops warning depths charges on Soviet submarines. We came very close to nuclear Armageddon. The Holocaust would have been, you know, un, un, unfathomable if things went down the way they could have gone down. But thank you to uh, everyone loving their children. They didn't end up bombing each other. You know, maybe we'd not even be here if it didn't go down that way. I always think it's weird that there's lots of talk when um, demonizing the other side. Like they use their children as as shields and they're they're weaponizing their children. And there's always this, this talk about these things. But it turns out everyone seems to love their kids at the end of the day and doesn't want them to die. And thank God the Russians loved their children too because they backed down and we no longer had a... Uh, well, the Cuban the Cuban Missile Crisis ended ended well, sort of, yeah, for everybody. We're not, we're, no one had to die. 1982, China announces its population has reached a billion. Wow, a billion people in China in 1982. How many people live there today, huh? Rebel Without a Cause came out with James Dean and Natalie Wood. I have the bullets. Um, Rebel Without a Cause is uh it's an amazing film james dean only did a couple you know i think he only did three or four movies but he was good in all of them so he went down to history as an incredible um an incredible artist and natalie wood and james dean really did something with rebel without a cause rebel without a cause also had a um in german they called it den wissen sie nicht was sie tun which is a bible quote from um like uh they know not what they do. As, as Jesus asked for forgiveness while he's on the cross, he asked for forgiveness for his perpetrators, those who are stabbing him and, and tormenting him. He asked God, he prays for their forgiveness because they know not what they do. 
And that is the title of that movie in German. And I think it's so interesting to always to know things like that because when you watch that movie, it puts it in an entirely different context with that title. At least it did for me. And maybe it will for you. Today it came out in 1955. And Ben E. King today in 1960 sang Spanish Harlem, Stand By Me in NYC. Man. Stand By Me was like one of my favorite songs growing up because that movie, you ever seen that movie written by Stephen King, Stand By Me with River Phoenix and uh, and uh, Wesley Crusher? River Phoenix and Wesley Crusher? Nylon came out today. All right, let's look at some birthdays. Starting Skyjack Morgan, Rebel Without a Cause, exactly. What's your cause, Johnny? What do you got? Have you ever seen... Um, how was that movie with Marlon Brando where he's on the motorcycle? They say, "What's your, what's your, what's what are you rebelling against, Johnny? What do you got? Oh, what is that movie called? Marlon Brando motorcycle movie. Motorcycle cap. Here he is, Wild Ones. Yeah, the Wild Ones. That was a good movie too. <laughs> Rebel without a cause." I think they're connected. What do you think? I don't know. What year did what? <laughs> they were all. It wasn't a motorcycle movie, but it was a more more like a car movie. There's a scene in, in Rebel Without a Cause where they drive the cars off of Griffith Park Observatory's promontory, and it's uh it's 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 this famous part. It's spoiler alert. They not everyone lives, and uh, they it's it, it's this famous place in Los Angeles. And um, fun fact, they just shut down after 50 years the pony rides that were up there in that same spot at Griffith Park. So there you go, a victory. They've shut down the pony rides and no longer will animals be abused at Griffith Park. Pretty cool, right? Ooh, it's, so we, have a, we have somebody here. Who is this? Who is this? Hey, Kirsten Marilyn, how are oh you? Oh my God, how tired do I look? You look like a million dollars. Oh my gosh. I'm like, is there I, better light here? Yeah, is there better light in the car in on, the car. on my ride? <laughs> why are uh, you in why are you in a car? Oh my gosh. A million reasons. A million. Uh, okay. Yeah. One, one they give me the A to B. All right. One is that um it's Chad's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Chad. Yeah, it's his 40th birthday. Well, that's really good because I was about to do the birthdays and I don't think I have any vegan birthdays. What do you mean? Well, every day I go through like whose birthdays it is today. Like today yeah. is Sylvia, Sylvia Platt's birthday. It's H.R. Oh. Haldeman's birthdays. It's Teddy Roosevelt's birthday. Sorry. I'm also sick. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. Yes, but it's Chad's birthday. He's vegan. He is. So happy there birthday. Happy yeah, we have Chad. one person who's not an animal abuser whose birthday it is. <laughs> um, so it's his birthday, but it's also his niece's birthday. So we're going down to New wow. Jersey okay. to, um, for a birthday party, a family birthday party. Uh, but also we're showing our apartment. So we have to like get stuff out of the apartment every time somebody comes to see the apartment. Um, oh. yeah, because we live in a studio, so there isn't much um, space. So, for what things do you do? Go. We, I mean, it's uh, so I told you our cat, P 
passed last weekend. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's but she was thing. an older cat, he, right? Yeah, she had, he was old. He, he, he lived a good life. Kirsten, Mary, Kirsten Maryland, ladies and gentlemen. Kirsten Maryland. As you know, um, every day we talk about the... Uh, <laughs> We talk about the birthdays of the day. Today is Theodore Roosevelt's birthday, and he is the um, he started the National Park Service. He was a conservationist. He was an interesting, complicated man. He was also the first guy to have a, uh, a Christmas tree in the White House. <gasps> Hold on a second. I'm Who's so this? sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Chad was calling me, and I was like, "What is the problem?" You can't. You can't. Yeah. Well, you can't. You can't leave him. You can't. You know, reject his call on his birthday. That too, yeah. yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, that so your cat, cat. He was cat passed away. Yeah. So he was like twenty five, right? He was nineteen. Nineteen. That's an old. Nineteen. Cat. It's old. It's old. It's old. But yeah. um, he uh, it was a lot harder doing all this stuff with him. And we had three litter boxes for him because we wanted to make sure because he had he had anemia and he was weak and he had a hard time, yeah. you know, walking. So we wanted to make sure there was a litter box literally like anywhere he could go. Yeah. There's a litter box for you. Like you don't have to go far. Yeah. Um, so we were like when people were coming to see the apartment, we'd have to pack him up. We'd have to pack up all his litter boxes like. We yeah. literally sat in this car outside on the street while people went up to look at our apartment. Yeah. So without him, it does make this all a lot easier. Well, I guess that's a silver lining. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, you know, it's like to have him back, I would do it all. And right. I don't care. But it does. It does make it easier not having to deal with most mostly his stuff and like the litter boxes and stuff but it was i'm sure it was stressful for him to keep having to get packed up and yeah i'm sure put I mean, in the car cats are sensitive i mean yeah. uh wolf says that his cat also passed away blood clot it's known cats oh. yeah, my my cat um my previous cat he was 14 and he had thrown a blood clot to his shoulder and we he had jumped off the bed and chad thought he just like broke his foot jumping off the bed and then yeah. so i was like take him to emergency i'll meet you there and i thought i was like we're gonna have to be helping this little cat in a cast go to the bathroom and stuff and then mm. she was like no guys it's so much worse than it's that over. yeah yeah so that was and that was really fast this with hector has been like drawn out over a long time and then it just like went downhill really yeah, I remember fast. you telling me about it before it always does that though it's like it draws yeah. out and then it's just like one day as you can tell the writing's on the wall finally yeah so, so we tell did me it. some good news oh, huh oh, tell some me some good, good news. news yeah well, so chad's, chad's birthday i think is chad's good birthday. News. that's good news yeah. oh um we did get approved for the new apartment so we will be moving where will that's you be exciting. moving what's what part of the city we're moving up to what I keep calling Harlem. It's technically called Morningside Heights, but I think that's, you know, realtors, they like yeah. to like name things, other yeah. things to make it cooler. So I think they're like, oh, no, this is not Harlem. This is yeah, Morningside, this is Morningside Heights. Heights. Yeah, as if, as if, yeah, that sounds so historical, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like somebody, some marketer made. Yeah. We don't, we don't call this part of town Harlem anymore. We call this Morningside Heights. Morningside Heights. Yeah, it's like that so, episode of South Park where they go to Sopoho. So, or soda, the, sopa, so, soda, soda, Sopa. Soda, Sopa. <laughs> yeah. Sopa, yeah. No, that's how I think of Spaha, which is Spanish Harlem, which is right this Chad. Yeah. 
where I used to live up on 116. Happy birthday, Chad. Um, <laughs> happy birthday, Chad. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, discovered one day that it, that they were calling it Spaha. And I was like, Spaha. So stupid. It's, it's like Spanish no Harlem. Like, North come Hollywood on. is NoHo. We have a NoHo too. It's north of Houston. Oh, yeah. We have a NoHo and a SoHo. They are, every, I think every town has a NoHo yeah. and a SoHo. Yeah. Well, so um, you've, you're going to. Boarding site heights. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, well, you're having, yeah. Well, sorry. No. Why are you moving? It's time. Um, we're living in, we live in a studio. Yeah. So we live in a 450 square foot studio apartment and um, we're moving to a two bedroom. Oh, okay. That's nice. That's nice. Oh, I can see I'm why. So sorry. A little yeah, more room. I'm... I know. Oh, yeah. Jonesy. Well, and that, you know, the, the really hard part, or not really, there have been many hard parts, but one of the hard parts is I really thought Hector was going to come with us to the new apartment. Yeah. Um, so to have him, like, just miss that transition and feeling like, you know, we're starting a new chapter in our lives and he's not, you know. Yeah. There he is. Happy birthday, Chad. <laughs> no, we're going to the... We're going to pick him up, actually. The Aquamation place. Oh, I don't know where it is either. What even is Aquamation? <laughs> I don't even understand what that is. Can I come right back? Because I have to find the address. For the <laughs> yes, of course you can. Okay, yeah. I'll be right back. All right. Um, I see that someone says that uh, teddy bears are named after... Well, it's interesting. A lot of people think that teddy bears were named after Theodore Roosevelt. But one thing that we know for sure is that he hated the fact that the bald eagle was our national animal because the bald eagle is known for stealing other animals' food. Like it's, it's one of the things that this this animal does. He thought it should be the grizzly bear. They, the, the grizzly bear is a much powerful, much more powerful symbol of American uh, ingenuity and might. And, uh so they probably people they say that people sent him little stuffed bears and that's where the teddy bear came from but who knows i don't know if that's true i wasn't there but i do know that he started the national park service and um he was a huge conservationist and because of him places like the grand canyon yosemite and yellowstone are still around today and are not drilled uh to pieces and killed by uh, by capitalists he saved it oliver tombo it's his birthday today Oliver Tombo was born today. He invented the um, African National Congress, who's still in power today in um, in South Africa. They were the first ones to say that an anti-apartheid social movement. They were the first ones to start uh, a, a political party. And ever since Nelson Mandela became the first black president of of South Africa, they've been in power. Like that's been one party in power there, which always gives me pause. If one party is in power for too long, it always makes me think, Oh geez, what's next. But, um, Oliver Tombo was the co-founder of that party. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Who's this guy? HR Haldeman. He looks kind of like a, like a military man, but he's actually just a bigger piece of shit than just a simple mi military man. He is <laughs> the one who tried to cover up Watergate for Nixon. HR Haldeman, uh, famously, famous big piece of shit. Um, I think he went to jail. Did he go to jail? Let me see. If I click on him, will it tell me if he went to jail? Um, he first worked for Richard Nixon on President Dwight Nixon. He became Nixon's chief of staff. I don't know if he actually went to jail, but he should have. He was a criminal. Oh, we got somebody. Are you back? Are you back, Kirsten Marilyn? I think she's back. 
I'm back. Yeah. Sorry. Awesome. Had to welcome back. Yeah. So we um we did aquamation, which they use water instead of fire. And it is more environmentally friendly and it is supposed to um, mimic, not mimic, but it's supposed to be more like the natural decomposition process. So it kind of, it uses water to speed up decomposition. So what do you get in the end? What do you get back? I, we're about to find out. Like a jar <laughs> no. of goo? I would hope not. It's got to be. It's got to be a jar of goo. A what else could it be? I don't know. Well, they made it animal... sound like it was ashes. Oh, no. Gashes? How could it ashes, be gas? ashes, oh, ashes. Ashes. I said gaseous. It's oh a gaseous. God. A gas. You could, you could, you could, you could get a bottle of inhale. Gas. You can inhale your cat once you're done. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I'm sure it's, it's got to be a goo. I hope not. That's gross. He sat in front of me for about a half hour before the people came from the aquamation place. So maybe then, they dehydrate it again after they use the water to, and then they give you a little powder. Yeah. I, I, I think it's still like a powdery substance. I don't think it's goo. You get you. Oh, you get, you get bone remains. Same as cremation. Okay. That makes, I think it should be goo. No, you just pour them down the drain. Why would you? Flush him out, flush him out to sea. Like, why would you? Oh my God. <laughs> we all turned to goo in the ground, right? I mean, we turned to goo before. Before we become just bone, yes. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. turned into like a well, jelly. So then it's the goo goes away, and then you have, then you're left with the bone. <laughs> I guess, um, yeah, oh, aquamation. A bone broth with your. No goo. It's a no goo. It was a no goo crew. Are you the no goo crew? So it's supposed to be more environmentally friendly, I guess, because you're not um, burning. burning. You're not creating smoke. But you're still yeah. creating some kind of water waste, right? There's chemicals involved, I'm sure. Like it's got to be. I don't know. What do I know? I have no idea. I don't. I don't know that there's chemicals involved. Maybe they can use. There has to be chemicals involved. There's got to be enzymes and other various things that. Well, chem chemicals, but not like toxic chemicals. If I put your body into a vat, yes, and you dissolve, you would call that toxic. <laughs> That's a toxic environment. Oh. <laughs> it has to be a toxic chemical. How could well, it be anything else? It's got to be some kind of acid or base or something. That yeah, apparently it's more environmentally friendly. I don't know. That was according it. to our doctor no i believe everything but i just uh it's just it's new and interesting so i'll, I'll make fun well, of it it's, you know it's one of the <laughs> you make fun of what you don't understand yeah that's a good it is a pretty human reaction luckily i understand a lot I, like i'll study <laughs> it's uh yeah i think you know i think it's it's probably not the most environmentally friendly but it's more environmentally friendly than cremation so yeah, I think I think Vice M eighty nine. It's kimchi. You, your your cat got turned into kimchi. Oh God. Uh, I think that's about right. So what about the? Oh yeah, thanks. No problem. <laughs> Where are you right now? I'm in a lobby of a no problem. I'm in the lobby of a hotel, and for some reason, you know, I've been in a lobby for here. Check it out. I've got a. She's taking pictures. She wants to. Oh, where'd she go? There she is. 
<laughs> I love this. Thank you. So yeah, no problem. It's coming to get you. It's okay. Relax. Do you know her? <laughs> no. Um, you're welcome. The um, so I've been traveling in different hotels every single day for about two months, and mm. and I've been doing the show every day. For some reason, this hotel has the weirdest setup of a lobby. Normally, there's a place with plugs somewhere along the wall. This hotel put all the plugs in the middle of the room. So right now, there are people eating breakfast around me, like all sorts of different things are going on. Uh, people starting their days. It's a, it's a I'm, ton of people around me. So, and then besides what, <coughs> where's the location of this hotel? I'm in, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. Oh. Yeah. Yesterday was my nice. last day in Boulder. I'm checking out today and I'm driving to Salt Lake City and I'm looking for a vegan restaurant somewhere in between and nobody has helped me yet. Uh, you don't have, do you have Happy Cow? Happy Cow is only useful if you know what city you're going to stop in. So oh, I would have I to see. like, I'd have to like search every single city along the way. And there aren't mm -hmm. many fairly. I mean, there really aren't very many restaurants there. But even Google, like you could search a long route, but the route is so long that it only gives me like the first hundred miles or something, which is useless to me because gotcha. I'm driving for like 10 hours a day. So. Whoa. Yeah, because the truck takes forever. It's supposed to be an eight-hour drive, but like with the truck and stopping for gas and stopping for food, it'll be ten or eleven hours before I'm done. It'll be pain. Wow. It'll be a long one. I've got compression oh. socks on, Kirsten. Like, <laughs> I'm not joking. I believe you. I believe you. Because oh the long God. drive, so I don't die of thrombosis, so I don't get blood clots like that so cat not... that you told me about. Oh, my cat. Your cat didn't get a blood clot, did he? My my first cat got a oh, blood clot. Oh, that was clot. a long yes, time ago. That right. was, Sorry, that's that not Hector. Sorry, that's not Hector. No. And Wolf's Wolf's cat too. Wolf got a Wolf's cat got a blood clot. Yeah, that's what made me. That's what made me say it at all. Yeah. No, Hector. On Friday, we brought him back to the emergency room because he was having a hard time peeing. Um, and oh, uh, I don't want to talk about dead cats anymore. Tell me about the time when you no. did. You get any more fights of pregnant with pregnant ladies? No. No more fights with pregnant ladies. Have you? Been I haven't. Any? I haven't been out in a while just because we've been dealing with Hector and we've been dealing yeah. with all this stuff. Plus, I'm releasing music. That's actually. Tell me about that. A good thing, I guess. That's what that is a good thing. Tell me about releasing um, your music. Yeah, on on the thirteenth, October thirteenth, I released um, a single called "Beyond the Bad." And uh, Beyond the Bad. Yeah, it's um. Off of my EP Christopher, which was all about my brother, yeah, um, and it it, it uh, is about him and for him, and there are songs that are from his perspective, um, beyond like beyond you know from his perspective in a way that I think that he is talking. Chad is telling me I'm talking too loud. Oh, why is 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 he doesn't like it? It's too loud for him. He is in the car. <laughs> Well, it is his birthday. It is his birthday. Yeah, he's allowed to. <laughs> he's allowed to be a little pouty. Um, but yeah, there's a corresponding music video. Um, okay. You can find on my YouTube page called Beyond the Bad, and Beyond it the Bad. Is, Everyone should look up Beyond the Bad. Yeah, Beyond the Bad. It's part one of a what we are calling Christopher the film. So there will be three other music videos, and the, together the four of them will make a short film. 
that we are then going to submit to film festivals. Um, so cool. we started, yeah, we started shooting the last music video um, because those two, it's basically a day in the life and then a dream, two dream sequence type music videos and then another like day in the life um, music video. So we needed the first and the last to kind of be shot around the same time. Um, and also we have Hector in the video and I said to my cinematographer, I was like, we need to shoot the last video before my cat dies. <laughs> because, yeah. So, so we got it. We got the footage that we needed from Hector. <laughs> oh, uh, well, at least he did, you, yeah. did, did you one more solid before he went. Yeah. My baby. Oh, uh, mm. but, um, yeah, so we, so we're, we're working on that. That will probably not be out until next year, but the, the EP will be out on November 10th. Um, Very so it's, cool. a, it's six songs. Um, Beyond the Bad is the lead single that's out already, and then four other originals and one cover, which is already out. Um, my Two Forgive Smashing Pumpkins cover is also like on this EP. Interesting. But, yeah. I like that. I love it. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Are you going to be doing any kind yeah. of um, interesting actions or anything coming up? We have, have one. Planned? Um, tomorrow uh adl and you're going League. yeah where what, what what's the action i want to know about yes it. i'm going uh cool. i can't i can't talk about it um it's, it's secret little, it's, it's, hush, it's hush. not super secret but it's a little it's a little secret oh my gosh um, and then there's another there's another secret disruption happening the day before my release show my release show is on november 9th and this disruption is the 8th um, so those are the two things that I have on my calendar. I love it. I love it. I or wish now. I had something like that on my calendar. I don't know any activists in Salt Lake City. Amazing, you have a lot of amazing things on your calendar, though. You're talking I, yeah, to people. I am. I'm You're a, telling them what's up. I'm full-time now. Yeah, so it's like... <laughs> it's important. Like, thank you. It's, it's, and it's, it's, and it's, I love doing it. But, um, I really do like going to those disruptions with the megaphones and everything, and I'm not doing as much of that and I want to be doing more of that so we did some wow. in Chicago though we went to LVMH and we went to sorry, we went to Louis Vuitton and we went to Max Mara on the same day and we did the whole like blood on your hands I like it was it was a good time I like that and then in Denver I did um I, I gathered signatures for the fur band the Denver fur band and the Denver slaughterhouse band that was really great at like a farmer's market getting sunburned getting, collecting signatures that nice. was cool yeah and then we did a cube we did a cube last Saturday too See, I, I don't love the disruptions, but I do them because I think they're necessary. Um, it makes me very uncomfortable, but I... I like that, Because I think I they're like necessary, I, I put... My, like, I know there are people that like it. I don't I don't like it, but I do it. <laughs> Kirsten, have you also seen my new tattoo? No. Where is it? Oh, my God. Okay. Now you're going to pull your pants down. Oh, wait, is that real? Yeah, it's real. Okay, I don't know. It could be like a PETA stick-on tattoo. No, it's not. Well, it's it's funny because not nice. everyone it's recognizes awesome. that it's the PETA rabbit. But to yeah. me, it's just like, it's a rabbit. It's <laughs> just a running rabbit. But I, I like the fact that I could say, yeah, it is or it isn't, you know. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, it's That's just a, a rabbit. Yeah, no, I, I recognize that rabbit right away. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you had, a, you had one of those 
fake tattoos from yeah, Cheetah. No. no, it's a real one. I got it from um, Somos Lobos in in, Detroit, in, uh, in Denver. He's a uh, he's an all vegan um, tattoo artist and does like he does everything. Like even the razor blades he vets as vegan. It's like I don't know. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, he even That's like goes. Awesome. He's like, okay, the tuberculosis thing, we have to use it. It was tested on animals in the 50s. And, like, he knows, like, the history of every little part of everything that he uses. Wow. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Pita Shill. Um, I like it. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'm a Pita Shill. I am a Pita Shill. I'm a paid Pita okay. Shill. That's true. I'm. You could, you could use it pejoratively if you'd like. I'm all right with that. I'm um, all right with that. Yeah, my next, my next tattoo is for Hector. So I have to figure out. I might just – I don't love – when people like take pictures of their animals and bring them and just get the picture. However, I am feeling like that's what I need to do. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. A portrait. I know. I know. And I don't normally like that. But The problem with it is that I always feel like the likeness is never close enough. Like I've talked yeah. to, so I read a book about taxidermy a long time ago <laughs> and, um, and they were the, people who do taxidermy they almost all say like don't do pets they don't do pets because no matter what you do when someone gets that animal back they're like that's not my fluffy that's not my yeah. fluffy that's not what she well, looked like in life yeah because fluffy's dead yeah because fluffy's it's dead not your fluffy but i think that also portraits will never be the thing it will never be yeah. close enough to your real memories you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I yeah, I gotta. I mean, I want to get something. I gotta figure it out. Yeah, I like, like my, my my Rico tattoo is very abstract. It's just an outline. I was about to say, like an abstract, an abstract drawing of a, like a more impressionistic drawing of an animal seems to be yeah. more catching the it's, spirit of the thing. Yes. It's, here, I'll show you. It's wait, but wait, it's all backwards. There we go. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's there pretty awesome. See, that's perfect. So, and then the words are a haiku that somebody wrote me about him, wrote for hey. me about him. I um, love haikus. Yeah. Whoa, Garth, you just wrote a haiku. <laughs> Thank you for getting that reference. Um, human taxidermy. Yeah, we do. It was a book about human. No, I read a book called The um, uh, Kingdom Under the Glass, and it was about the animal kingdom and conservationist movement through taxidermy. Because honestly, a lot of a lot of conservation a lot of taxidermy happened because of conservation movements and uh people trying to say like this is what the animals look like when they're alive and please give us money so that we don't have to tear down the borneo or like please care about these places and animals that that you can't see like a photograph back when photo photography was shit and like people relied on like places like the natural history museum to understand you know, it seems yeah. weird to us now, but I that's mean, that makes well, but that makes more sense. And then people became hobbyists, which is just strange to me. Yeah, it's all weird, and it's funny because I didn't read anything about like big game. It wasn't about big game hunting and that type of taxidermy. It was about like uh, anyway, taxidermy as art, taxidermy as like the culture of of how it how it developed. That's what the book was about, and it was fascinating, and I loved it. Anyway. Um, Kirsten in Maryland. <laughs> yes. I, I can't wait. Will, will you tell me about your, if, if we, can we, can we do another morning show next week and you can tell me about your secret stuff that you're doing this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Cool. Awesome. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. I, I, it's really hard for me to do nighttime shows right now because of um, 
my travel That's itinerary. Totally fine. My life has been, as you can see, I'm in the car right now. Like my life has been wacky for the past like two months. Well, so. I know I'm not alone when I say that I missed you, and I'm, oh, I'm glad you. to catch up with you. I'm very glad to have caught up with you today, and I'm very happy for what you are doing. I think it's very important and very needed. So, good. Thank yes, you. Patting you on the back. Good on you. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to do more. I'm, I'm trying to get on this hell on wheels thing, and I, I really, hopefully, this conversation will go great, and they'll want me. So, we'll see. Cool. Yeah. So thanks, Kirsten Marilyn. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank We're going to finish the pre-shift in just a second, but um, I'll okay. say goodbye to you now and I'll see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Yes. Yeah, see you next week. Bye. Bye. Kirsten Marilyn, everybody. Thank you so much, Kirsten, for being here. Um, just last birthdays. I just want to see so John Gotti. I have a story about John Gotti. His grandson came into my hotel once and the front desk person is like, John Gotti, what? Like the gangster? And he's like, yeah. And it was John Gotti's son, I think. And it was his son, I think, the Teflon Don. I think that's who it was. John Gotti, there he is smiling, uh, going off to jail to get killed. John Gotti died of throat cancer at the age of 61 in prison. The boss of the Gambino crime fa family. He was the childish, the, he was the original childish Gambino. Uh, Luis Ignacio Lula da Silva is a corrupt um, politician from Brazil. But I really wanted to talk about Sylvia Plath. She's one of my favorite poems, poets. She wrote the bell jar. She, um, she kind of really pushed the idea of stream of consciousness and, and uh, poetry that, uh, that a lot of people now think of as kind of standard. And she wrote this poem called The Morning, the Morning Song. Morning Song by Sylvia Plath. Love set you going like a fat gold watch. The midwife slapped your foot soles and your bald cry took its place among the elements. Our voices echo, magnifying your arrival, new statue in a drafty museum. Your nakedness shadows our safety. We stand round blankly as walls. I'm no more your mother than the cloud that distills a mirror to reflect its own slow effacement at the wind's hand. All night, your moth breath flickers among the flat pink roses. I wake to listen. A far sea moves in my ear. One cry, and I stumble from bed, cow heavy and floral, in my Victorian nightgown. Your mouth opens clean as a cat's. The window square whitens and swallows its dull stars. And now you try your handful of notes. The clear vowels rise like balloons. That's the morning song by Sylvia Plath. She wrote some of my favorite essays. She wrote one about death of a moth, which is, I think, one of my favorite things ever written. No, that's Virginia Woolf. Never mind. Sylvia Plath is um, one of my favorite artists, authors, I mean, and poets. She, uh, she killed herself by, by sticking her head in an oven. But uh, today she was born. Today is her birthday. And I like to, to remember Sylvia Plath as this young, beautiful woman who was, a, uh, who was a troubled poet, suffering from depression. She killed herself at the age of 30. And uh, today was her birthday. Happy birthday, Sylvia Plath. I don't care about all these assholes. Some of our vegans. Lonzo Ball, never lost, never lost. 
But I do love John Cleese. John Cleese, he's not vegan, but isn't he amazing, John Cleese? And uh, Marla Maples, she says she's a sometimes vegan. She is uh, just a person who cares about her health. She eats semi-vegan kosher. But uh, what do I care? She's not a vegan. So all these other people, who cares? Roberto Benigni, of course, is the director of uh, Life is Beautiful, one of the great Italian films about a clown in the Holocaust. You should check it out. That's it. That's it. No one, no one interesting died today either. So I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And uh, thank you for everything that you do for vegans. Hope you enjoyed my Sylvia Plath poem. I do have an affirmation. And if you aren't vegan, please leave now. I don't know what you're doing here in the first place. So <laughs> I've actually written two books of poetry. They've been published and were... Um, I wrote two books of published, published poems. And they were both nominated for Pulitzers and Pushcarts. I did that. That is a thing that I did. They're published under Jack Morgan. The first one is called The Haunting of Ninja Town. And the second one was called The Murder Cycle Diaries. Both have vegan or two. I did. I, I, I wrote a third one that I'm hoping to publish when I get back. I think that's really what I want to do when I get off this um, tour is take a week, finish up my final uh, finishing touches on my last book of poetry. It's called The Chris Hemsworth Sonnets. Maybe you'll like it. Vida Abella. Yep. Life is Beautiful was a great movie. Vida Abella. If you haven't seen it, he I think he was the first foreign um, director to win the best picture at the um, at the Oscars. I think Roberto Benigni was the first one to do that. He's 71 today. It's his birthday. Anyway, if you're not vegan, please fuck off. Um, <clears throat> today, this is your daily affirmation for vegans only. <laughs> I'm a poet and I didn't know it. I'm a poet, but I didn't know it, but my feet show it because they're long fellows. Anyone who gets that joke, keep watching. The ground beneath my feet supports me no matter where I'm going. I like that. The ground beneath my feet supports me no matter where I'm going. Whenever I feel disconnected, I can always take a walk outside to reconnect to my inner peace and happiness. Getting some fresh air, moving my body, and feeling the earth beneath me is an easy way to soothe my nervous system feel better fast it's true going for a walk and feeling the earth beneath you and just being grateful for gravity sometimes is all i need to keep myself grounded and knowing that um that everything's going to be okay that we're spinning around on this little blue marble and god damn it it's the it's the best thing we got going you know it's the best thing we got going i hope that you can find your footing today and um and maybe over the weekend too. I hope you can find your footing. And don't slip. Don't catch you slipping. You beautiful vegans, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you enjoy this this uh, this pre-shift. Thank you to the Patreon subscribers. Thank you to channel members. Anyone who isn't a member of channel or is a member of the channel, the Patreon, please be, consider becoming one. Consider leaving a tip in the tip jar every once in a while uh, because I, I really do appreciate it. It helps me keep going. Yeah, all this stuff costs so much money, and um, <laughs> I'm only making a very small amount with this PETA with this PETA thing. So I'm hoping my dream is to be able to do full time activism with PETA and to supplement my income with YouTube. That's the that's the plan right now. Uh, so buy a T-shirt, go to veganofcourse.net, buy a T-shirt, and I appreciate everything you guys got going. Oh, thank you. Who just did? Um, oh, thank you, Benji. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You don't get it? You don't get the joke? 
Uh, Longfellow is a very famous um, American poet. Longfellow for many years was like the American poet. Uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, I think is his name. <laughs> no, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. I think that's his name because it's Henry Wadsworth Word. Yeah, anyway. So I'm not a poet. I'm a poet, but didn't know it. But my feet show it because they're Longfellows. Get it? That's the joke. It's not a very good one, but if you're into poetry, it is kind of funny. <laughs> the only one in JSM. Thanks, VFS. I appreciate you, VFS. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Here's the theme song, and I'll come back in just a second. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of all the girls. Well, guys, thank you for everything. Um, don't forget, we're going to do Sunday school. Sunday school is coming up, and I think so. It's one p.m. PST, and I think four p.m. EST. We'll figure that out, <laughs> but it's going to be the same time as it always is, one p.m. California time. And I hope you'll be able to join. And if you'd like to be on camera with me, please come on in. We're going to hang out together. Thanks so much. It worked for me as well. It can pay you more in the future when I make it. You're going to make it, buddy. You'll have all the money in the world. It's so hard. Thanks for the stream, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jonesy LeFay. I appreciate all of you guys so much. You have no idea. Illegitimate non-carborundum. Don't let the bastards grind you down because I need you. and We need each other. And uh, the aminals need you too. Thanks, guys. Bye.